Welcome everyone and thank you for joining us here on The Rescue, where you will hear Brother Dewey Dewar preaching in the Word of God concerning the last days and events that are in our world today, leading to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Most importantly, that you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And now, here's your speaker, Brother Dewey Dewar. In Revelation chapter 6 of the Holy Scripture, you're seeing a preview of such things as described in the, those four horsemen of the Apocalypse if you'll read chapter 6, even if you're not a born-again Christian. Every born-again Christian should recognize the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you're not a born-again Christian, you can read chapter, just start at chapter 6 in Revelation of the Bible, and you'll see these things described in the four horsemen of the Apocalypse exactly as God said it would be. You're seeing a preview of every one of them happening right now. But the preview is not the real thing. When they come on the scene, this Antichrist shows on the scene, 2 Thessalonians 2, 7, 2, 12, says you'll believe a lie. He who now let up will let until he's taken out of the way, that's every born-again Christian, is taken off this earth. And then the evil one, the Antichrist, is revealed. When you see the reality of what's happening on this earth today, then you're going to see this reality coming to pass very much. And when it comes, it won't be just a preview. I mean, it'll be hell on earth, and everyone that hasn't received Christ as Lord and Savior is going to go through seven years, three and a half years. There'll be half of the people up on this earth, over three billion people will be killed laying all of this earth. And then the second three and a half years, almost everyone killed by the end of the seven-year tribulation that Revelation chapter 6 starts. I mean, you talk about hell on earth, but that's not all. And then the judgment. And then the judgment. All these people who have not received Christ as Lord Savior, if you're one of them, and this Antichrist shows on the scene, you'll never be saved. You won't never understand the Word of God again. That scripture, 2 Thessalonians 7, 2, 7 through 12, describes that you'll believe a lie. That's why we're preaching to you the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, trying to get you to save yourself. See, I can't make you get saved. I can't even convince you to be saved or you would be saved. But the Word of God, faith come by hearing, hearing by the Word of God, and I'm preaching to you the true Word of God. One man said, well, uh, people can discern or they can uh, explain the, the Bible seven or eight different ways. You know, that's when a person says that, you know what's wrong with him? He is lost. And if he doesn't change by hearing the Word of God, he's going to hell. There is no such thing as seven or eight different explanations of what the Bible says. The Holy Spirit himself does the wording of the Bible when it was written down by these prophets. The Holy Spirit himself is the one who comes into a born-again Christian that can rightly divide the word of truth. Listen to what the scripture says. In 2 Timothy, the third chapter, he says, for instance, in verse 7, 3, 7, ever learning, our world today is ever learning about everything but the word of God. Ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth because they will not hear. They will not listen. And furthermore, verse 16 of chapter 3 of 2 Timothy, 
He says, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. All things lead to Jesus. Every word in that Bible is leading to Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, that means correction, and to show people to prove the word of God and for correction and for instructions in righteousness. Not only does it give you salvation, by faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God, when you believe it, then Jesus said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So when you're saved, then the Bible shows you as a schoolmaster how to live your life. You're no longer under the Ten Commandments, but the Ten Commandments shows you how to live your life. It becomes your schoolmaster from cover to cover. In the Old Testament, everybody lived under the law of God and they had to do it or die. But Jesus made a new covenant with you and I that if we do fall into sin, Satan traps us as he did Adam and Eve back here. We're going to read about that in a minute. And then he said in 1 John 1, Not if I confess my sins, he's faithful and just forgive me my sins and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. So when I become a Christian, every sin that I committed before, such as I got saved April 27, 1980, 49 three-quarter years I spent worshiping, doing everything the devil had outlined for me to do because my father was the devil. And if you're not saved, your father is the devil. And the works of the devil you'll do. And you are a sinner and you're going to hell unless you receive the only way out, which is Jesus Christ. So after I got saved, the day I got saved, the very moment I got saved, every sin that I have committed all of my life, 49 three-quarter years, wiped away by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ instantly. I believed in the death, burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Instantly, I was willing to repent, turn from my way of life, and turn unto God with his help. And I asked Jesus to come into my heart. You know what he did? When I believed and I asked, he just came in. He took up residence in this old fleshly body. How do I know this? Because the word of God said, if any man be saved, he's a new creature. If any man receive Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. Your desire to sin against God passes away. The Holy Spirit takes up residence and guides you in your body. The moment that you ask Jesus to come in your heart, you have the Holy Spirit. We're baptized by one body. We're baptized by one spirit into one body, the body of Christ, which is the church, which is the born-again Christians. Jesus is ahead of it. After that, the Holy Spirit teaches you all things. He's in you and with you always. He never leaves you and never forsakes you. You will want to abstain from sin. You will talk different. You will walk different. And you have the power to overcome Satan. You're no longer a son of Satan. You're a son of God, adopted son of God into the children of God, into the family of God. You are God's son. A brother to Jesus Christ, adopted son of God, adopted brother 
to Jesus Christ. He guides you in all truths. All scripture, give me inspiration from God, profit for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. The word of God instructs you. And when you want power, you take the scripture and you simply point it out to Jesus Christ. Isaiah 118. Come let us reason together, saith the Lord. Those your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow, though they be red as crimson. He shall make them like wool. In other words, he forgot every sin you committed from the day you asked Jesus to come to your heart. The world remembers it. The devil remembers it. You'll remember it. And the devil always reminds you of it. But you know what? Jesus said, I don't remember them anymore. I plant them in the deepest part of the sea. Don't go fishing for them. Not to remember. God said, I, even I am he that blotteth out that transgression for mine own sake. And remember your sins no more. How did you get to be a sinner? Well, we've been preaching on that in a previous sermon. We got off into this silly laden women. I'm going to read more about that in just, just a second here. Let's read this. Chapter 3 of 2 Timothy. In the last days, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. That's chapter, chapter 3, verse 2. Peerless times have come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covenant boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parent, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. And he said in the days of Noah, this is exactly what be when Jesus comes back, without natural affection. Truce makers. You can't find nobody. It ain't the biggest liar in the world. I mean, even these religious people that lie to you and tell it's another way the next day to make two lies out of it. So they're blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Romans 1, 28 through 32. If you can get more unholy than that scriptures, I want you to see one of them. I'd like for you to tell me where scripture in the Bible says you're unholier than those people are. And he's describing the degrade of a man crying in the last days and he said, I'll turn them over a reprobate mind and they'll never under understand the word of God. Never hear the word of God again. And they're lost. Burn in hell. Even if you condone their sins, you're guilty of the same sin. Read it for yourself. And you see this thing happening before your eyes in your government, in your world today. And Jesus said, as in the days of Noah, over in, Ma over in Luke and Matthew, as in the days of Noah, as in the days of Lot. This will be when the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. That's why I'm trying to tell you how to save your soul. Why you're a sinner. And how you got involved with this. But let's read further. As he said the other sins. Traitors, verse 4, 2 Timothy, 3rd chapter. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness. Boy, I mean, yet in order to hit it good with you. Lost man, you look on this TV, you got these guys on there with multi-million dollars who can come before you with camera after camera, switcher after switcher, millions of dollars worth of equipment, lighting like nothing before. We're out here in the jungle trying to tell you about Jesus. Hey, Jesus wants you to go to heaven. He's not interested in all your fancy equipment. Having a form of godliness. Listen, listen, preacher. If you're not a born-again Christian and if you're preaching any of the other gospel other than the Lord Jesus Christ, you're not a born-again Christian. He said, having a form of godliness but denying the power of God thereof. For such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses. Notice, this is the one who creeps into your houses with all the reading of the history of the Bible but not the words of God for salvation. They skip those. They conveniently find them a body. I remember one, a body of people 
who this one particular person, she takes three different Bibles. Well, she finds one that suits the situation and eliminates the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. She takes out the words. God said, I got a place for you. I'll take your name out of the book of life and I'll put you in the lake of fire. So the Bible says in the last days that these people who have this form of godliness but denying the power of the for such turn away. For this such are they which creep into houses, notice who they're creeping in to get to now, and lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with diverse lust. See, if they can't find it in the world where they can be you know, particularly recognized, they go down to the local church and they have a form of godliness. Oh, you can spot them. But they really think we born-again Christians can't tell who they are. I know them as soon as I see them. They, I can talk to a person five minutes. I'll tell you if he's born again. If he or she does not tell me about Jesus or not willing to talk about the Word of God, he said, for such, turn away. Don't have nothing to do with them. I'm not trying to be stuck up or anything. I'm trying to get you lost man to, to listen to the Word of God and not be trapped by this serpent, this antichrist that's in the last days that's in the churches. said, ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. Silly women, laden with sins, led away with diverse lusts because of what's happening in the pulpit of many of the churches nowadays. Now, again, I want to read this. 1 John 2.18 talks about little children. In the last time, and he was talking about the time when he's there as well as now, as ye have heard that Antichrist, didn't say the Antichrist, but people who are of a Antichrist type and are an Antichrist. Shall, these Antichrists shall come. Even now they are many Antichrists, people who are against God. Antichrist is against God whereby we know that it is the last times. Now, everybody talks about the Antichrist. Well, the first man on the four horsemen of Apocalypse, he is the Antichrist. But the Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist, is working in our world today to deceive you lost men that you'll go to hell. The Antichrist spirit is in the churches today. The Antichrist spirit has its deity to amplify himself. When you find a preacher that says, oh, I'm so holy. Oh, I can lay hands on you and you're healed in a moment. All the different things that I have the knowledge that no one has. Jesus come to my bedside and he talked to me personally. See, who's he making? Who's he, who's he amplifying? He's amplifying self. Then he says, there is a protection against this Antichrist spirit to the Christians. Many Christians are deceived, such as the time in Texas some time ago. See, Antichrist system drawed a lot of real Christians into that commune, even though the leader was an Antichrist type. And this man is the Antichrist, will show up very soon. But the Antichrist system is working today to deceive you as a Christian because you're led away with diverse lust, And he leads mostly silly women laden with sins. And they're led away in their diverse lust. 
They're looking for something new. As we spoke in prayers, we saw a preacher say, well, I was born again. I was called, but I wanted more and more. He couldn't quote six scriptures in the Bible because he hadn't read the Bible. He just wanted more for nothing. Just exactly as we're going back over here to Genesis, third chapter, we saw the serpent. He said, now the serpent is more subtle than any beast and the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree in the garden. Yes, Satan's always got something new for you. He's always got more than the Holy Scripture. He wants you to have more because that's his way. If you're a born-again Christian, he can lead you down a path where you ain't worth a dime to God because if you don't tell people about Jesus Christ, the death, the burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, you ain't worth a dime to God. He left you here to worship him, but he left you here. He, he left you here to tell people about Jesus Christ and how to be saved. If he just wanted you to worship him and have a good time, you'd already went to heaven because you can worship in heaven throughout eternity with Jesus. But he left every born-again Christian here to tell you about Jesus, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and that all they have to do is repent of their sins, be willing to repent, and ask Jesus to come in their heart. That's what God left you here for as a Christian. Lost man, don't be deceived. Satan had plenty here for Adam and Eve, which caused you to be a sinner. How do you become a sinner? Adam and Eve was the first two people up on this earth. Everybody else is a descendant of them. And their blood, your veins, is still filled with their blood. And every person upon this earth is guilty of sin. Romans 3.23, for all of sin, short the glory of God. So what happened? Here we go again. And Satan told the woman, said, oh, you're not going to mess up. Just, just go eat of this fruit. And God said, don't you do it. But you can override God. God does not mess around with your decisions. God, you're a free moral agent. God lets you be a free moral agent. And you have the right to choose what you want. But Adam and Eve, Believe the words of a serpent over God. So, when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, man, that apple tastes good because it was a forbidden fruit. Do you ever go? Do you ever notice when you was a kid and you went out and stole a watermelon? An old half green watermelon tastes boy just wonderful because it was stolen. The same watermelon, if it was given to you the next day, you wouldn't even have it. This is what Satan does with sin. He makes it look good. It tastes good. It's just exactly what you want. The Bible tells you to abstain from all appearance of evil. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. He said, when sin is there, pass it by. But look, she looked at it, Eve looked at it, said, hey, that's good. It was pleasant to the eyes. Notice that it tastes good. It's pleasant to look at, and is a tree to be desired to make one wise. Sin looks good, tastes good, sounds good, and here we go. And that's why you became a sinner. Your forefather and mother, Adam and Eve, the blood that flowed in their veins is flowing in your veins, and you're a sinner. God said, for all of sin come short of the glory of God. And they did eat. 
against God's Word. A very simple thing. They had everything on earth. That's where I come back to these preachers and these people who says, I want more than the Bible. I want more than the Bible. Hey, everything, every promise that God has in that Bible is to every born-again Christian, but you have to search the Scripture. You have to read the Bible, rightly dividing the word of truth. Not seven or eight different ex explanations, but by the leading of the Holy Spirit, which indwells every born-again Christian, you have the power of every promise. Remind God of his promises. Why do you remind God? He knows all things. Sure does. But God says, I want you to know. And God's not Santa Claus. I want you to know there is no such thing as Santa Claus. It's an ungodly system that was brought up bunch of, by a bunch of antichrists. There is no such thing. One God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. And he's the ruler of this universe. And he didn't have no Santa Claus come down here with a gray beard and a red suit to make like he's something that he is not. He's a fake. And it's a disgrace to bring your child up in a house that has the word Santa Claus on it. St. Nicholas. Ain't that ungodly? But anyway, how do I get off on that? That is sin. You're sinning against God to have such idols in your household. But anyway... Here comes Adam along after Eve done been convinced by this old serpent to eat a tree of food of, of, of knowledge. And then, what happened? Said you, God said plainly, he didn't make no, he didn't beat around the bush. He said, you shall not eat of the tree in the midst of garden that has the words of God plainly spoken to you. Do not eat of this tree. So she did. And so the old servant says, Well, tell your husband about it too. And you ever notice some of these, they go down to one of these local churches where they're shouting and jumping, oh, they're just having a time, never a word of God spoken. Hey, Joe, I just been down to one of these places where you can boogie just like the American Legion. I can go down to one of these places just you like you can boogie where it's over to VFW or down to the Sloppy Joe's place. I've been down to one of them places where they don't have no alcohol. You know how I don't like alcohol, Joe. Now, if you go down there with me, you can boogie with me. God said, wait a minute. What did I leave you here for? To preach the gospel, to tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ? Or did I leave you here to never look at the scripture, never read one word of the word of God? God left you here to tell people about Jesus. You disobeyed that Christian, and if you are a Christian, if you are, I'd check my salvation. If you are a Christian, there's a desire in your heart to tell somebody how to be saved. If you don't know nothing, you know the day and the time and where you at when Jesus came into your heart. If you're real, then God will let you see someone. He'll put you in contact with someone that will tell about the words of God that bring salvation into your heart. Of course, you're not a born-again Christian. You'd be like a bunch of people I saw one time. I saw a demon come into church and a woman. And that woman... She was muttering all odd kinds of words. 
And I was behind her, and I got to listen to what she was saying. She was saying, God, you'll never have this body. I thought she was praising God. She was praising Satan. She was yelling, God, you'll never have this body. And when those people realized that she was doing that, like a covey of quails, they ran to the back of the church, scared to death, instead of coming forth. And in the name of Jesus, cast that demon out. Yes, Adam and Eve disobeyed God that day in the Garden of Eden and became sinners, lost, away from God, condemning a whole human race. Every one of us has to meet the same Satan head on and accept the same Jesus to be cleansed of the penalty of sin, which in wages of sin is death in the lake of fire. you got to do that. Pray this simple prayer. If you really mean it, God will give you eternal life. As I say again, if you don't believe it, you're wasting your words. And those words that you pray, if you believe it, dear God, I'm a sinner, will give you eternal life. Dear God, I'm a sinner. I believe in the death, burial, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm willing to repent, turn from my way of life, and turn to you, Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, save me now. He said in John 6, 37, Him that cometh to me, I will no wise cast out. Do it today. Save your life.
his son he sent him his love on the wings of a dove on the wings of a snow white dove he sends his pure sweet love a sign from above on the wings of a dove on the wings of a snow-white dove He sends His pure, sweet love A sign from above On the wings of a dove A sign from above On the wings of a dove back on God 
and tried to work things out your way. You've tried to heal the hurt inside, but the pain won't go away. You may think God cannot forgive you after the kind of life you've lived. Friend, I can tell just how much God forgives when there's a river of wrongs that flows through your mind and the mountain falls impossible to climb and when you've lost direction by the way.
Heaven, such glorious beauty everywhere. Heaven, there's no other place that can compare. Heaven, God's glory fills the air. Heaven, there'll be no more pain and sorrow there. Heaven, no more sickness and death, nor despair. Heaven, the Lamb of God sits on His throne chair. Heaven is the eternal home for the saints the Lord has prepared. If you're on the road to nowhere, separation from a holy God is a living nightmare. Your life may seem hopeless, but Jesus cares. Jesus understands, and He is aware. That's why the cross He did bear. He wants you to become His kingdom heir. Can you trust and believe in the Lord today? If yes, then pray the sinner's prayer. Father in heaven, I know I'm a sinner and have sinned against you. And my sins have separated me from you. Please forgive me for my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe with all my heart that Jesus is your son. I believe that he died on the cross of Calvary that I can be forgiven and have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe Jesus rose from the dead. And I ask you right now to come into my life and be my Savior and my Lord. I repent of my sins and I will live and worship you all the days of my life because your word is truth. I confess with my mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. And right now, I am born again. I am saved, and I am cleansed by the precious blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen.